Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here in the office of Central Phoenix with with Petey, who is still in his mother-in-law's house in (laughs) Iowa. Iowa. Tomorrow. Still there somehow. Feels like we've only ever been there. I know. Tomorrow. You know, between PD at the playoffs and PD at the in-laws, this has been a long, long time since I've been in the studio. It really has. Monday. You, yes, you'll be back Monday, and and the three of us haven't even been all together since I think Canada Day was our last it's unbelievable. show all together. One time, and then we had the draft. It's amazing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's been a crazy month for for it being July. Um, and, of course, we're without Craig today. He is currently undergoing surgery he is out with a lower body injury the phx injury report um we do not (laughs) we know we do not know if he's day-to-day or week-to-week yet but uh we will we will update everybody as soon as we know more um but craig did think to record himself this morning and this is what he sent us 3 45 a.m wake up 4 45 a.m departure here we go, guys. Moment of truth is here. And we haven't heard from him since. So. Oh, no. Hopefully oh, no. everything goes okay today. And we'll we'll check in with Craig a little bit later today. So it'll just be me and Petey holding it down. Have you yeah, ever so gotten a exactly. crazy surgery, Petey, or what? anything? Have you ever gotten surgery? surgery? Okay. Knee surgery, but you know, back to, but I had surgery when I was playing in high school and that's back in the eighties. It's like now you get those kind of, you know, the, the arthroscopic seat, orthoscopic surgery you're in and out and you're playing in a day or two. Yeah. Back then in the eighties in Bemidji, Minnesota, turns out it wasn't like that. So yeah, that was yeah. it. That was it. No big deal. In and out played a couple weeks later. Craig is going to be, I think recovery a little slower. Have you heard from his wife? We'll have to go to his wife next. Yeah, we'll, we'll check in after the show, but yep. we're, we're going to talk about something that came up this week. Um, I don't know if anybody saw, but the LA Kings, everyone's favorite because yeah, Arizona County fans just love the LA Kings and Dustin Brown. The LA Kings announced that they will be unveiling a statue for Dustin Brown outside of Crypto.com Arena which is just staple center forever to me, but they will unveil us. They're, they're going to retire his number and give him a statue outside of their arena. First of all, what are your thoughts on this? And and this is hard for me because as a like lifelong Coyotes fan, I despise Dustin Brown. I'm sure he's a fine person, but I despise him. So this yeah. is disgusting to me. And that's where this starts. First, it starts as a Coyotes fan. And you start with where Dustin Brown falls in the legacy of the Arizona Coyotes. He is not well-liked here. First of all, he's an L.A. King, and that puts you on the wrong side to begin with because beat L.A. But then he personally is a player you love to hate. That's the kind of player he was. Like, he he draws a lot of penalties. He He's actually a little bit, we'll say, dirty. People on their Kings side will say no. 2012 playoffs, he knocks Radislav Klesa out of the playoffs with a knee-on-knee hit. No call. That's where the hatred really began for me. And so I think this, just on that alone, I have a hard time with this as an Arizona Coyote follower fan. But then I go deeper. 
And this is where I start to your statue is a big deal. Like you, you build a statue for that's a big deal. Getting a statue or a bust or big deal. Dustin Brown, like, and I, I'm trying to think in the legacy of the LA Kings, they had a trophy. Their first trophy in front of Crypto.com Staples Center was Wayne Gretzky. It was Wayne Gretzky in LA? Yeah, got it. Luke Robitaille makes sense. Dustin Brown. Is he in that same conversation? Like I, I Marcel Dion, maybe Rogi Vachon, maybe I, I Charlie Simmer, even go Charlie Simmer in that era. Dustin Brown, is he that for the LA Kings? I, I man, I don't know. I don't I know. know. And that, and that kind of brings up the debate of what makes somebody earn a statue. Because if you pull up Dustin Brown's NHL stats, he was in the NHL for 18 years. He played over a thousand games. Those are huge accomplishments. He was with the same team the whole time. All of those things, huge accomplishments. He won two Stanley Cups with the LA Kings. Um, you know, he had 712 points in the NHL. All of those are significant accomplishments. But when I think of the LA Kings, my as just as not an LA Kings fan, I think Drew Doughty, Anze Kopitar, Jonathan Quick, before I ever think about Dustin Brown. For sure. And, and when you talk about their Stanley Cup era, who had a bigger hand in those cups? Is it? Kopitar and Quick and Dowdy, or is it Brown? And and Dum Dum brings up a good point. Like he he didn't he was Who captain. Dum Dum. Oh, never. That's mind. what his name. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but, and, and, you know, and we don't know what happened. Like I don't know exactly what happened there, but you know I don't know. It's just bizarre. Just bizarre. And you put, you, I want to put some historical context onto this. So Lee and I, surprising enough, without Craig here, we still did some homework. And you start to go around the National Hockey League at arenas that have trophies and you are trophies, excuse me, statues. Right. And you go, OK, well, other teams must have done this. And they have. And right off the top, because it goes alphabetical, the Boston Bruins have a singular trophy. Statue. <laughs> yeah. Why you say statue? It's Bobby Orr. Yeah, it's Bobby Orr. And it's it's the iconic pose of him scoring the game winning goal in the Stanley Cup finals over St. Louis Blues where he's diving and falling out. That's the statue. Like, what, What's Dustin Brown's going to be tripping somebody in the corner or, or cheap shot and punching somebody in the face? Like, I, I don't know what his trophy is. Like, I don't a trophy statue. I'm going to write the word statue down so I don't say trophy anymore. I don't get what it is because you again, you just you continue to go on the league and you go around. um Sean DePaz's hometown, Buffalo Sabres. Sounds connection, you, baby. By the way, you see those trophy fucking statues. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a drinking game. <laughs> yeah, I know. You see the statues in Buffalo, and if you haven't seen them, they're the French connection: Gilbert Perrault, Rene Robert, and Rick Martin. You see the go look at the trophies. <laughs> <laughs> I get. I quit. I just quit. Go look at the statues. They're absolutely phenomenal. They're phenomenal. Again, I go, what is it? Gretzky's outside of the, the in, in Edmonton. Detroit Redding's Ted Lindsay, Gordie Howe. Yeah. Mario Lemieux in Pittsburgh, Brodeur yes. in New Jersey. As, like, just, just legends. These are like, legends. Those are the statues. Those legends. are statues. Legends. Is Dustin Brown a legend? Like, maybe. I, and again, I don't want to take, and, and I know Dustin's probably listening because he listens to our show regularly, of course. <laughs> of course. So on his drive uh, on the 405, he's take, checking it out and he's, but a nice guy might be a wonderful guy. Might be. Was a captain for many years there. Great. One cups there. Great. S- a statue. Also, wow. I, I feel like he 
looking at Staples Center or Crypto, whatever, specifically, when you look at the statues, he joins Lisa Leslie, who's one of the greatest women's basketball players of all time, Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who are all arguably top 10 basketball players. It just of all time, De La Hoya and Wayne Gretzky. And and Dustin Brown. And Dustin Brown. <laughs> does he own? Does he know the owners? He got pictures of somebody. Like I, 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 I again, I don't. Nice guy, nice player, won the cup, great. But you can't give a, a, a statue. I brought the statue. I looked down that time. You can't give a statue to everybody who's won a Stanley Cup or played a thousand games. You wouldn't have room in the parking lot. I, 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 I is is Dustin baffled. Brown even a Hall of Famer? No. So no. I feel like you kind of have to be a Hall of Famer to get a statue. I I mean, if you look at the, the categories of the people here and you go, okay, I, I went to, you, there are other things. And you go to, there are a couple of statues that you go to the Minnesota Wild outside of their building. They have a statue of Herb Brooks. Well, he meant a lot to Minnesota hockey. And you know what he yeah. did for the Miracle on Ice team. He's an iconic hockey figure in the state of Minnesota not a player and Roger Nielsen in Vancouver, another coach that was a pioneer coach, pioneer to bringing video to the NHL. His statue is in front of uh, the the arena in Vancouver, not players, but they're icons in the game. Ed Snyder owner in Philadelphia um, has a statue. Those are again, iconic people. So you don't necessarily have to be a player, but I think you need to have some kind of, iconic status to this. I, I I would really like to see the guys sitting around in that meeting going, you know what, how, how about we give Dustin Brown a statue? And, and what, what do you think Luke Robitaille did? Wait, huh? You know, <laughs> like uh, uh, Blake, like there are so many other players quick, Jonathan quick. Really? Like, really? Yeah. I mean, they're still active player or Jonathan quick, at least You're right. still an active player. So I think it's fine to, that they don't active players wouldn't get it. Um, but those are the players I think of. Like if I heard Jonathan Quick was getting a statue, I'd say, okay. I am getting a lot of, because I, I wrote the word statue down. So I should get a trophy <laughs> for saying the word statue. I get I get it. But, and again, I, 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 I get on my little rants often. I'm not disparaging Dustin Brown. I am as a Coyote fan and what he did to this team and knocking them out of the Western Conference Finals on their, their best playoff march in history. So it's okay to disparage him for that. And I, I think he'd probably be proud that he's not well-liked in Arizona and he'd be totally. fine. I just think to get a statue in front of a building, it needs to be more. Yeah. Is he, is he that big of a legend in LA? I, I go uh, Chicago, Stan Makita, Bobby Hall, legendary hall of fame. Dustin Brown. We'll see. I, I have you seen, have they done a rendering of the statue? I haven't seen one yet. I, I haven't either. I was online. Googling it and I, I didn't see it. But. Yeah, we'll see. Um, well, so that, so now the question that we have is what makes someone deserving of a statue? So let's look at the Coyotes organization and if the new building in Tempe gets built and it's four years from now and they're putting statues, statue or statues, plural, outside of the arena. Who right now, and there's obvious, there's a super obvious answer um like Shane Doan let's just put it out there Shane Doan and and someone made a comment maybe Shane Doan isn't a Hall of Fame player still deserves a statue because of his his tenure with the team what he's done for the team to keep them in Arizona um his, his status in Arizona not just for the Coyotes but he's one of the most beloved Arizona athletes I would say as well so all of those things to me 
like it's a no-brainer that Shane Doan would have a statue outside of a Coyotes arena. Yeah, I think clearly that's the obvious choice. And really, really, when you come down to it as a player, he's probably the only choice that you could say that about. Because I think one of the things you find when you go to these statues around the league, it's it's a player that is iconic for that franchise. And you, the other names that might come up would be Keith Kachuk, Jeremy Roenick would be the next two for me. But Kachuk was a blue. And he did a lot of great things for the St. Louis Blues. And Jeremy Roenick's a Blackhawk. And, yeah. and I think even though they did great things here and they were great players here, they're often thought of with other f- franchises. But when you think of Shane Doan, there is no one else. What about right? Tempo Newman and someone brought up? Yeah. Because I, I... he – and that's the thing because – we're talking statue. Tebo Newman, his number is in the ring of honor. You know, like there's other honors that you could give players like of Newman status. So are you going as far as to say he deserves a statue or is nobody player wise more deserving of a statue than I think Tebo Newman, more, and, Tepo Newman as, is two. Tepo Newman is two. When he's in the ring of honor as a defenseman, he was iconic coming from Winnipeg with this franchise, a quiet leader of the team. He was a captain of the team. I know he left late in his career and, and did a, you know, had a cup of coffee in Dallas, but he's, he is a coyote through and through. If there is a Mount Rushmore where you have four faces on it, then Tepo Newman is one of those four faces. Absolutely. He's number two for me. And again, we talk about Kachuk and Roanoke. I think they're honorary mentions only because they were bigger deal. Jeremy Roanoke's a Blackhawk. He just is. Like That's where he had his, his best years, most productive years, and that's what he's thought of when you think of Jeremy Roanoke. He was fantastic here. He was a key player in their, in their playoff marches in the 90s and early 2000s. Great player. I just don't know if, if, if he's statue worthy. But that brings up something else then, as you talk players. Can it be for an, an iconic moment? You know, you had the the Bobby R statue where he's diving against the game winner against St. Louis Blues. What about record-setting Brian Boucher with his five straight shutouts? That was a probably a modern-day record that probably won't be beaten. Okay, can that is, can that be a statue? But is that something that'd be a statue, or is that something that maybe is more worthy of a mural? Wow. On the building. So when I was in Montreal for the draft earlier this month, I went for a walk. This is after the draft was over. I was stayed an extra day in Montreal and I just walked around the Bell Center because I was just curious. And, and if you're looking at a team with history and people yeah. worthy of statues, it's the Montreal Canadiens. And they had m- multiple murals on the building, um, which I thought was really cool. There was one with a bunch of players, including Carrie Price was on there, you know, and then they have their statue. And not only do they have the statue, but then they have plaques of all their Stanley Cups, which. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, it's going to take a, a little bit for the Coyotes to ever be in that position. And then they had, because they have so many numbers retired, they had, it wasn't a statue of the player, but it was matching statues, kind of like. I don't know how to describe it, just matching things with each player's number and then each player's accomplishments were on them. And that was all of the players who played for the Montreal Canadiens who had their numbers retired. So that was a lineup. So it wasn't statues of those players. Like Bob Gainey, for example, was one of the ones, you know, he, you could argue that he's worthy of a statue, like a a statue of himself, but because there's just so many, that's what they had. So maybe it's one of those things where, you know, it's like a like a statue of Shane Doan, but then there's these smaller kind of 
I, I don't want to say tribute statues because it's making it sound like gravestones. <laughs> like yeah. are, but you know no, what but I mean? it recognizes other accomplishments yeah. in the French. And that's where I, I saw RG in, in my notes. I had another one that he just mentioned was the goalie goal by Mike Smith. I can see that being a memorialized in a different way than a complete and full yeah. statue. The Diamondbacks, I mean, if you're in their stadium, along in the lower level concourse above each section, they have like pictures with like, like, oh, so-and-so hits for the cycle and like oh, Tyler Gilbert's no hitter. Like they have things surrounding the entire stadium that recognize significant moments in the franchise's history. And then in Buffalo, you mentioned the statue behind the statue. There's like a bridge between a parking garage and the arena and on it for at least for a while. I don't know if they still do, but they had like a graphic of all of like the most significant sabers. And a lot of them were like the important ones, like a Dominic Hashik, stuff like that. But then there are also a lot of like fan favorites, like a, a Brian Campbell, Campbell or a Thomas Vanek type thing. I thought that was a cool way of yeah. like recognizing the players that like fans like, but definitely aren't deserving a statue. Because I mean, you look at the French connection, like they're important, but only one of them's a hall of famer. Like there's no Dominic Hashik or Ryan Miller statue who are probably the two yeah. best sabers of all time. Um, yeah. So it's not but it's fair. And the discussion is, and some of this is tongue in cheek, but some of it is real too, because you look at one of the things that I don't know if Gila River did a great job of doing was commemorating the history of the franchise. And I think this gives them, if the TED is to get approved and start to being, to be an actual reality in a real building, I think that gives Tempe a real opportunity to, to memorialize some of these great players events whether it's a statue or you like you said whether it's murals something there's a history here now and, and i know when they when they first built glendale arena in 2004 and we started the franchise in 96 okay seven eight years i get it now there's a history now there are playoffs now there's significant players and moments in this franchise's history that i hope they can memorialize in some way like Sean was talking about some kind of history of the franchise around the building, because when you go around the league to Leah's point, when you go into some of these buildings and you see the history, it's impressive. And it gives you a sense of belonging and a part of a team. And it's really kind of cool as you go around the league and see buildings that really honor their past. And I think this gives the coyotes the opportunity to do that. Now, if there really is a statue, it is one guy. It's Shane and Doan. It's Shane Doan. And I, I saw Caleb's little comment. It's the roar against uh, the Detroit Red Wings when he scored in the playoffs and he's in the corner and he's screaming. Iconic Shane Doan moment. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. I love that idea. I also have to say, if it becomes the home of Sun Devil basketball, are there any Sun Devils that deserve statues, i.e. a James Harden or a Charlie Turner Thorne? Just wanted to put that out that there. Was not, that was me making a face at James Harden, not... Charlie Turner, by the way. Um, well, it's the Coyotes arena because they'd be tenants of the arena. So I think it should be Coyotes. And if the if ASU ends up playing there and they have their own locker room area, they can do all of their pictures and stuff down there. That's just my thought. Um, but but yeah, and and let's just give an honorable mention. And we've made jokes about this. We actually have a rendering of it. But Gary Bettman, like. <laughs> Just this, this could be tongue in cheek, but like <laughs> Gary Bettman, Coyote Savior, he he deserved this. He's not a player, he's an executive, he's the NHL commissioner, but I don't know. <laughs> he could deserve well, one. Coyotes fans might be the only fan base in the NHL that love and appreciate Gary Bettman. So I, for think, all he's done. I, I think I said this on the show before, and it bears repeating during the Stanley Cup finals, I shared an elevator with then 
COVID positive Gary Bettman. <laughs> By the way, it would have been nice if he would have shared that as we were entering the elevator, but we skipped that little nugget. Um, I did tell him thanks. I introduced myself where I was. Thanks for everything he did for Arizona. I know he gets booed all the time, but thank you for keeping the hockey here. And I mentioned they should erect a statue for you in front of the new building in Tempe. And his wife was in the elevator with us, probably also COVID positive. She said, <laughs> absolutely not. No, no, no statue for Gary Bettman. So the wife's hard against Mrs. Bettman is hard against a Gary Bettman. I have a question. A lot of baseball teams do like kind of like statue gardens, right? Like there's a, a few different stadiums that just have like five, ten statues just kind of in certain parts of the the stadium. Would that be cool? Or do you think that like diminishes someone like Doan who probably clearly deserves it more than somebody like a Roenick or I just like think like we've talked about, there's other ways to pay tribute to significant things like murals and photos and and uh, somebody said the thing that I was trying to say, uh, like monuments, monuments. I was going to say yes. memorials. I keep going. So well, like, monuments kind of is that same vein of memorials, too. But but you're I think, mo- you're, yeah, more right of a track. monument than a statue, because we do sections. We could do who saved the coyote section and Gary Bettman could clearly be there. Yes. But that's still a long list. You can go back to Richard Burke, the original owner that brought yeah. the team here from Winnipeg. Again, maybe not statue worthy, but monument worthy. And then you can go through all the owners that saved the team. Jerry Moyes, whether you liked him or not, kept the team here, even though he put him into bankruptcy. Wayne Gretzky, who clearly yeah. saved them at the 11th hour from moving um, when he partnered with Steve Elman. And your current owner. Alex yep. Morello yep. And he kept the team here and trying to build the legacy in the East Valley. So again, maybe not statue worthy monument, monument worthy. worthy. Okay. So we're kind of fleshing out. Wouldn't it be Morello putting up a statue of himself though? Wow. <laughs> be in charge of that. <laughs> yeah. Can you do that? Oh, and I have to say somebody tweeted because when we tweeted out about this show today and people were replying to the tweet and somebody had a really good thought. Um, like a, and it, this could be a monument even, but like a, the fans, like Brilliant. the fans who fought so and hard put up with it and stuck, here. stuck around so long. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you do a statue of that. Cause like everybody looks different, obviously, Brilliant. but maybe that could be something that's a monument or a mural or a photo or something like, like a tribute to the fans who fought so hard for 26 years and stuck with it and you- stuck with it. And, and I mean, it's, it, at the end of the day, the fans are the ones. Who yeah, like, the, like they do it in the 12th man in Seattle. Something like that. Yep. yep. Hmm. I like okay. It. Can I go one more category? Yeah. Before we leave the yes. statue topic? I want to bring up, if, if there truly is, Doan is one, but there are a couple. Of, I think there needs to be an area for staff people as well. Okay. And there are two Steve Peter statue. Well, if, <laughs> then that would be three. Then it would be three. And I wouldn't argue with that if, if you want to put a, a statue or a trophy. Um, either one is fine. But there are two guys that and I think need to be recognized in the new building again, regardless. Um, one is Yuka Nieminen, who people might not know now because it's been so long. He passed away in 2010. He was the original massage therapist for this team. Came over from Finland with Temu Solani. Didn't speak English. And he became a fixture of this organization, this big, strong, burly, finished guy who died way too young at, at 40 years old. Um, it's interesting. And, and I can sell, tell this story now, and I might get in trouble. But you know how you honor 
an owner or a player or something with a patch, a sticker on their jersey or your helmet. You've seen that in every sport. You, you know, you'll you'll see a, a patch on that player. So Yuka passed away in 2010, and uh, the Coyotes put a sticker on their helmet that said JN. It was a red sticker with white letters JN. That sticker went on in 2010. And Leah, do you know when that sticker came off? No. 2020. Wow. It was on the Arizona Coyotes helmets for a complete decade. Wow. Unheard of in pro sports. Kind of give you an idea of what his legacy meant to the people that were around that organization. So he's one. And and regardless, there was a there was an area inside the Coyotes locker room that that memorialized him and that needs to be carried over in the new building. And then the other one is Stan Wilson. And he's a guy, the head equipment guy there. He's been there since he's been there over 30 years with the Winnipeg Jets. And you talk to Shane Doan, you talk to Keith Kachuk, you talk to Jeremy Roenick. Any player's been through that doors. And I talk coaches, tip it, talk it. You say who gets the statue, they would say it's Stan Wilson. Because he's the guy that makes that franchise, that organization tick. He's done everything for everybody um, that's ever walked through their doors. And he, at some point, will need to be recognized and memorialized for your Arizona Coyotes. So those are my last two statue mentions. I love that. Aaron, Caleb, Caleb, buddy. Really? Rich. No, we're not getting Rich a statue. Rich doesn't get a statue, Caleb. <laughs> Caleb started drinking early this morning, I think. He used to maybe still at four peaks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, those were great anecdotes. And and we've been going on about statues for so long, but I just have one more quick question. Wheel of Fantasy moment. It's 30 years from now. Who else has a statue outside of the wow. Newtown Arena? Wow. Josh with his dad. Would that not be Logan Cooley? It's the the Scottsdale connection, like the French connection. It's going to be Matthew Nyes, Josh Stone, and and Austin and Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews. Matthews. The wow, latter two end up in, now. That's uh, the statue I want to come back and see in thirty years. I love, love that. It. I love that too. Oh, people are saying Keller, Connor Bedard. Yeah, all good oh, answers. Connor Bedard holding the cup. Holding the that? cup. <laughs> that like that the the, the the holding the cup. Connor Bedard it's holding the cup photo. Keller, Keller passing it to Bedard with wow. Carol Vamelka in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like it. That's spin the wheel for sure. Oh but my it, there gosh. It could be. You know, that one, the Datsuk Pronger Hosa line. With the Kachuk brothers. Oh my God. Oh, we haven't, we should just do one episode this summer that's just entirely Wheel of Fantasy where we just like. Well, we got make... another six weeks before hockey starts. So, yeah five shows a week leah unreal tons to talk about of course well yeah i like that idea so we'll we'll do it for sure all right before we move on uh oh and i'm putting sean on the spot because <laughs> normally i warn him sean i'll give you a second but do you have a DraftKings pick of the week or do you need Not a off second the top of my head give me a second okay. i'll get some odds okay and get back to you. while while sean thinks of this because i literally didn't ask him to do this until five seconds ago um if you want to tail sean because your do your DraftKings pick of the week hit last week the d-backs one yes it did the d-backs okay. smacked the nationals okay so sean's really really hot right now with these so when he gives his pick in a second definitely tail him um if you haven't already downloaded the DraftKings sportsbook app do so now use the promo code phnx and make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars that's promo code phnx only at DraftKings sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details 
What do you got? Um, sorry, Shane. I'm gonna go. The Astros just got swept by the um by the Oakland Athletics. Um, and now they're playing the Seattle Mariners. I just feel like they're gonna come out with a little bit of a vengeance. Um, so I'm taking the Astros money line, just just money line, minus 140 against the Seattle Mariners tonight. Okay. All right. There you have it. The DraftKings pick of the week. Thank you, Sean, for that. Okay. Another thing that I didn't warn anyone about until right before the show. Last week, we were going to select the hashtag for the season, the tank. And if we're going to talk about Wheel of Fantasy, here it is. Um, We did, you know, wrong hashtag wrong for right. All of that last year, which is funny how things worked out. But so we asked Twitter and the Discord, give us your best hashtags for year two of the rebuild. And I have all of the submissions. I took screenshots, all of the appropriate submissions, let's just say. <laughs> um, and I'm going to just go through and read them. And, I, you know, sorry, Craig, that you're not here for this. But Sean and Petey and I and the chat with input from the chat. We want to choose the hashtag that we're going to use for the season. Can we, can we can we limit it to like four and then make it a vote? Can we do that? Yeah, we definitely can. We definitely can. But I'm just going like to go that through idea, and I, that's a lot yeah. of pressure to put on us, especially with Craig not here. If Craig was here, just Craig would pick it and that would be it. Craig would just pick but it. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he would just pick it and tell us that's what it's going to be. But now that he's not here, we should probably put it up for some kind of a Twitter vote. We could still overrule because we didn't say we. It's not a democracy. We do what we want. But I think we should still put it up for a vote. What do you think? I think so, yeah. too. Okay. okay, so I'm going to just run through them, kind of take note of what you like. Chat, we'll take your input as well. Um, so here's the first. So this is from Todd on Twitter. Hashtag, don't worry too hard. We ain't getting bedard. <laughs> I like that one. Love that. Keeping it realistic. Uh, okay, Austin on Twitter. Hashtag, for bedard, be worse. And then we said, what did we say before the show? Be worse for bedard. That, that's what it should be instead yeah be worse for bedard um okay nz howell on twitter said hashtag working hard for bedard that one i don't mind that one uh purple coyote on twitter hashtag shit the bed for bedard you know <laughs> a little aggressive yep chad wouldn't shit the bed dard shit the bedard <laughs> oh shit the bedard wow <laughs> See, that's, oh, my. Get, that's what i'm gonna get the creative people involved <laughs> like dp all right, Chad said, uh, hashtag build the den, which, you know, kind of laying the groundwork, you know, a different angle. Uh, Alan said on Twitter, hashtag collapse for Connor. Love that. Uh, David said, hashtag for Bedard, but don't sleep on Fantilli. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <clears throat> Ray said, hashtag Hope Tempe approves arena project. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clayton said bomb for Bedard. Uh, Flapjack said bedardurously tanking. Love the creativity there. Uh, Ethan had a few. Hashtag die hard for Bedard. Hashtag dishonor for Connor. Um, Ogie said hashtag 32nd for first. That's kind of clever. That's kind of clever too. Um, Snarky Penguin said, "Tank hashtag Tank and Bank <laughs> like Shake and Bank." <laughs> um, Alan also said, "hashtag Campus visits for Connor." <laughs> uh, Vagoda in the Discord said, "hashtag Ketchup for Bedard," just to make Craig crazy. 
um, Frank in Discord said, be lard for Bedard. <laughs> See, I told you there's so many. Um, we got from WhatsApp, hashtag Bedard ASU bound. Mike in the Discord, hashtag Bedard 5000. Uh, because of 5,000 5, seats. 5,000 seats, yeah. Yep. Chris said, hard for Bedard. Uh, hashtag a lot of bother for Connor. Hashtag getting hate for 98. <laughs> Wow. Uh, and then more being lard. We got cr- hashtag crap for Connor. And then, you know, bad for Bedard was kind of a, a common theme. So <laughs> that was a lot. Were there any that as I was reading, were you writing stuff down? I was. Okay. So I'm curious which <laughs> one stood out to you. I, I have four. Okay. That I picked. It doesn't mean these are the four. It's just four. Okay. I like cl- collapse for Connor. Uh-huh. Bomb for Bedard. Uh-huh. 32nd for first and dishonor for Connor. Those are my four favorites. Okay. Do you Sean, have some? Sean, do you have any input? I like those. Um, I also like the ones I like Caleb's. It doesn't matter. The league will still screw us for the Hawks to get Bedard. Um, <laughs> not, not quite as catchy and doesn't look good on a t shirt, but uh, um, shit the Bedard. I like even not just because I came up with it, but uh, I think it's funny. Um, but I like the dishonor for Connor. I think that one is a little. I like the rhyme. Yeah, uh, and, and it's kind of dead, point, dead bang on too. Like it's dishonor. Like you, you're trying to win, but you're not winning. So it's kind of like dishonor. Okay, so maybe PD will will take that. We'll take the input from the chat as the rest of this show goes on, um, and we'll do a Twitter poll. Yes, later and today. I do think later today and after Craig's anesthesia wears off, I think we need to give him the list. I agree. And allow him to have some input because this is kind of something we're going to say every day for the next nine months. And we and we could always do two polls and do and then choose the highest from those two and then do one poll. So, you know, we're open to suggestion. But thank yeah, you. everybody. This is, this is the theme of the show. Like this is this is our show for the next nine months. Like this is <laughs> literally like, think about when we're sitting here at midnight after they play in L.A. at 830 at night and just got smoked six to two. We can talk about they don't remember dishonor for Connor. And so yep. we can we can ha- this is going to be very important that we get this right. Yep, absolutely. So thank you seriously, everyone who submitted. We got so many submissions, as you saw, um, so much creativity. So stay, keep your eye out on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes for a poll coming soon, and I'll send it in the Discord as well. I know not everybody um, is on Twitter, so we'll check that out. It's actually funny <laughs> yesterday when Randy Keating was uh, on our show, Tempe Council member Randy Keating, and we were drinking beers, which I love that he participated. Um and he said, pretty good gig you guys got here. And I said, especially <laughs> like yeah. you just implied when the Coyotes have lost their seventh game in a row and you're doing a post game show. And it's just yeah. you got to crack one open sometimes to get through it. And that's why we're so lucky that Four Peaks is our partner, <laughs> because we're going to need uh, it. Our, our fridge is always stocked with beer, um, which, yeah, like you said, we're going to need it for sure. Um, and Four Peaks is amazing. We had a great time at Four Peaks all day yesterday. We're there the last Wednesday of every month. Um, and I think all of us, I literally think everyone from PHNX got chicken tenders yesterday. They're amazing if you haven't tried them there yet. But I had some wow. And then I had dinner with a friend after at like a different restaurant. And she happened to order a wow. And I was like, oh, good choice. Um, so we love Four Peaks. 
And uh, we just announced the winner of the Toast of the Month sweepstakes yesterday. The sweepstakes for next month are now open. So enter to win the Toast of the Month sweepstakes. Go to phnx.com or click on the link in the show notes. And to enjoy Four Peaks, you must be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. And I also want to tell you about... Foco, our new partner, um, the leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. Foco has got you covered with the best Arizona merchandise. They've officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids, and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. Head on over to Foco.com, that's F-O-C-O, or click the link below in the description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. I did check out they have some Coyote stuff, um, so you can always head on over there. Check them out. All right. Last segment, we're going to do a producer power play. It's been a while. Can we do this when I'm on the road? I don't know. Is what do you mean? Thing? I don't know. <laughs> um, so we're going to, Sean, I have no idea what Sean has planned. Um, so Sean, all right. Away. Um, so if you've probably seen this um, on our Twitter today, it's the, the best at every number. Um, and it's the best Arizona athlete to wear every single number. Um, and interestingly, we have Boyd on there at seventy-two, <laughs> right? Like some of these numbers are are it's a it got a, tough at the a end. lack of choice more yeah. than than a significant accomplishment. So my question is pretty simple: Which current Arizona Coyote do you think could end up Ooh. on this list? Obviously, there's someone like Keller, but then there's someone like Carol Vamelka, who his competition isn't very steep because there's only like one other person that wears oh. his number type thing. Um, so. That is the producer power play for today, and your time starts now. Yeah, I think the obvious choice has to be Clayton Keller just because of what he's accomplished so far in his career, right? So at number nine, the problem is, to your point, the lower the number, the more the competition. And we saw that when we got arguing about Redeem Verbata, which is still... Well, that's that, Redeem Verbata was on there until the last 10 minutes of the debate. Still a swing and a miss as far as I'm concerned, but... That's a baseball reference to a guy that played baseball that made it. Um, so for me, it's Clayton Keller, but then you get higher numbers. So you got to have some, one of those obscure, really obscure numbers makes more sense. <sighs> and it's hard because you look at who Clayton Keller would be up against though. You got Dan Marley. You got, um, I think the person who ended up winning was, Will was, uh, what about Lawson Krause at 67? Is he a guy just because of, again, you get into those higher numbers that you've got, a better 67. Chance. Yeah, I don't really know a lot of the names at 67, but Lu- Lewis Sharp is who is that? A Cardinal? Well, I don't know anything about him. It I'd is f- a Cardinal. And I mean, also, like, Doan is on there at 91. If he ends up having even a, like a single good season with the Coyotes, they could end up replacing his own number with his Coyotes number. So, wow. How about that? I'm scared. And that's where you, you look at Connor Garland. Great. But you can't get Tepo Newman in or Redeem Verbata on, but you get Connor Garland on. Again, it's it's just the, the way it's the numbers attrition. shake yeah, out. Yeah, it's just the number shake out. Lawson Cross at 67 would be interesting because I think you've got to have some longevity here too. And I know some of these numbers don't, and it's just the nature of the beast for building, building the, you know, maybe a guy like J.J. Mosier. He's another guy at 90 who's really young. Yeah. And, Ten and, seconds. Ah. Uh, 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 so, Logan Cooley right now wears 18. Yeah, no. Who's 18? Who? Chad Tracy. Who? 18. No. Mark Brandon Webb? No, that's 17. Tracy. 18. Oh. I'm going 18. Connor Bedard. Love it. 
No, Logan Cooley. <laughs> oh, Logan Cooley. <laughs> what number is Connor Bernard going to wear? Logan Cooley know. at 18. That's my final offer. Um, no Arizona Coyotes have ever won- worn the number 96, by the way. I'll so, throw that out there. If someone wants to, if any prospects are listening, you can have a f- first number for the team. Well, check back with me in 30 years and see how I did. Yeah, sure we're just, go, we're just, here. we're just thinking far ahead. Actually, um, I might be literally here. I might be in my mother-in-law's basement in 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> that's, that's a possibility, but I will not be on this show in 30 years. Oh my gosh. Um, Bedard it, has worn a couple different numbers, but it looks like he cycles mainly between 98 and 16. Um, it looks like he wore 98 in, for Pats, but 16 on. Can Canada, you throw but... us up? Can you throw up the, the, the list again? Who do we got at 98 and 16? 98. 16 is Plummer, so that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. 16 will be tough. Jake Plummer, that's going to be hard to Eric's get thrown him. One? I don't know who Eric's. I'm like, not, I don't know anything about. I think 98 is doable. So if he wears I think 98. 98 doable. 98 is doable. Definitely. Okay. That was a good I do, question. I, I do have to say one of the things I missed while I was on the road was the debate over this number thing. And I know I, I saw electric. it out today and I, I can't say anything because I wasn't there. But I can see some of these being difficult and i imagine in some of the other sports they were much more vocal than 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 the coyote people were i would imagine i can i I guess you look to our boss and i would imagine he would be hot for a couple numbers oh there was screaming i have video like there was yelling we sat there for an hour and a half i'm not kidding and it was it was like I think more people showed up to that than our last sta- all staff meeting. I'm not kidding. Wow. <laughs> it was heated. So if you have it, and obviously you just saw the graphic if you're watching, but go on over to PHNX Sports on Twitter because there's a lot of debate going on. Quote, tweet it, say who you think is missing. You can, you know, argue. And then also PHNX Sports tweeted out our spreadsheet. So every beat filled out their numbers one through 99. And then we looked at the candidates and chose between them so it for for transparency you can go see our spreadsheet that's also been tweeted at phnx underscore sports um so check that out as well it was it was a really fun exercise a really fun debate i'm really curious um to hear. here's an interesting one you talk about that because caleb just put up can you put it up one more time sean is that doable and and the number three has been talked about a lot and I just thought even ours, we, we had Yandel is the hockey number three, but yeah. honestly, can we put this one to rest? There is absolutely no other choice at number three. Absolutely not. Than Tarazi. Yeah. There's, there's none. So there's, can I, I saw it on Twitter. I saw it like, come on, absolutely no debate. Number three is Dan Tarazi period. Yeah. And yep. we're done with that. Okay. Yep. I want to 100%. say that on our show too, because I'm clearly I'm a hockey guy, but there's no debate. There's no debate. There's absolutely no debate. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Thank you. Yeah, it, w- it was a really fun debate. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, and, and all the sports beats were represented at this meeting for the most part. So um, great stuff and uh, great stuff from all of us here at PHNX. There's like we said, even though it's the off season, we're going into August. There's really nothing going on. We're going to have content still five days a week here on the phnx sports youtube channel wherever you get your podcasts and uh, d-back season is in they have shows every day and, and written content so all the written content you can find at gophnx.com you can check out craig's mailbag from this week lots of great info in there so become a member today at gophnx.com you can sign up for an annual membership get a shirt from the locker um, or try your first month just 50 cents if you want to do a month-to-month membership join our members only discord join the family 
it's a great time. Thank you, everybody, by the way, who came out to Four Peaks yesterday. We saw some familiar faces. I saw Charles and Karen made an appearance and Chris. Um, so lots, lots of familiar faces. We love meeting everyone and, and being part of this family. Petey, I'm really looking forward to you coming back. It's been it's been a while. Yeah, and you need to just I'm gonna tease something. You need to stay tuned, you personally, after we hang up because I got an idea. So Okay. Um also we have rescheduled assistant coach John Madden. So he will be on our show Monday at 11 a.m. Finally. Um, so thanks for everyone with their flexibility on that one. Thank you to John for joining us. So that will be Monday at 11 a.m. Um, and then we'll have an audio episode for you tomorrow. Me and Petey again, because Craig will be recovering. recovering. And so we won't bother him too much, but we'll be back next week. Lots of exciting stuff. Like I said, it involves Tempe and arenas. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Oh, yeah. uh, that, you know, everyone's favorite topic, Tempe and arenas. Um, so thank you all so much for listening. This was a, a, a really interesting topic and a great debate. Lots of debating because we had the numbers and statues and, tro- and trophies. Maybe. <laughs> um, so be sure to follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms. Subscribe on YouTube um, and follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. We need to catch D-backs. They hit 4,000 before us. So share PHNX underscore Coyotes with your friends and family. We appreciate your support, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow for an audio episode. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day.